Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we are here to bring you the latest news and reviews on everything tech-related. If you're a beginner or an expert, we are here for you. Uh, Marsha, lots of sad news this week. Uh, A difficult week for the search for the submarine and such. And uh, besides that, which we'll talk about, what's new with you? Oh, lots of other tech we have for the show. But, you know, I was truly obsessed with this story. I could not get enough of it. Um, The night before they discovered the remains, there was a Twitter Spaces there were like 20,000 people on it at the same time, mm-hmm. and someone had Navy people checking in. It went, I was there for like two hours. I just, oh it just kept playing it. Because I was watching he, the headlines more than anything else. Well, the thing is, by the time it gets the meat, that's why I love Twitter so much. Right. Is as it's happening, you can listen to a spaces, or you can see the stories being posted, and, and you get it all in one little neat little mm-hmm. box of Twitter. So anyways, they had interviews, and they had people, and people giving opinions. And the whole sad thing was everybody trying to figure out how much air they had left. Yeah, that was terrible. For the <laughs> first couple of days, they said, oh, it's over on Monday. And they said, no, we have four days of air. Do, did, I assume they haven't even discovered yet when it actually imploded. Oh, yeah, was, they did. Was, oh, yeah, so they was did. it the very beginning of the search or it right was, away? Um, I just recently saw an interview with James Cameron. Yeah. And several of them. Uh, I believe it was on Sunday mm-hmm. when it was dro- dropped into the ocean. So it was right away. Immediately, because comms and uh, what's responder mm-hmm. were lost at the same time at one hour and 45 minutes in. Okay. Now, Cameron said, because, I mean, he's had a lot of, ex- probably more experience than any other human yeah, in this type of thing. 31 dives to the Titanic. Well, not only that, but I believe he's been to the Great Marianas Trench. Oh, yeah. You know, he's and, and definitely he, but an adventurer. He, he made it clear that he was in a single-seater when he mm-hmm. did his super deep right. dive, that right. there's no chance he'd ever risk anybody else's life. I well, mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. But anyway, and he said, um, okay, so comms go out. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But if the respond, the transponder goes out, the transponder in it is in its own case, and it's airtight, mm-hmm. and it, it's like its own thing. Kind of, I figure, like the black box yeah, in, in, airplane black in box, an airplane, right. right. And he said when he heard that went out, the emails started flying between he and the other people who were in the deep dive community. Mm-hmm. And he said he knew. He knew that the ship imploded. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, I mean, he talked about in this community that you're referring to is that this company and this sub, they considered not to be a safe vehicle to go in. Well, you know, what they did, and, you know, I have nothing in front of me. It's only from what I learned from my obsession on this whole thing. Um, uh, Cameron said, you know, they do a solid stainless steel unit. Mm -hmm. And then you got titanium around that. Right. Then there's ceramic around that that's baked. And I mean, they have a serious process. 
This guy used carbon fiber around with titanium, and I Mm -hmm. don't know the process or how it was done. Um, And then the outside shell was baked on. Uh, The problem is using the uh, carbon fiber, you know, that's a woven thing, Mm -hmm. right? So, okay, it'll maybe work the first time. Maybe work the second time, but every time it goes down, it, it expands and contracts a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's wear and tear on the device, where perhaps this type of device would work one time. It would not be good for repeat dives because you couldn't judge the wear and tear on the on the hull. Right. Plus, Cameron also said something like, well, you know, like when you have plumbing done at your house, if you have a copper pipe and you have an iron pipe, mm-hmm. the plumber can't connect them because there's an electrical something or other that happens between the two metals. Okay. And they deteriorate. The metal pipe deteriorates very quickly. Um, he mentioned something about the titanium and the carbon fiber not being compatible, hmm. which that you know, it, and the guy said, the CEO of the whole thing said, you know, I cut some corners. You know, uh, you can't innovate without cutting corners and taking wow. chances. Yeah, well, he took chance. What I really feel sorry for is that 15-year-old boy yeah, who went on the trip just to be with his father for a father-son yeah, bonding experience. He really didn't give a crap about going to the Titanic. No, you know, and I, and I can't imagine, even if I were crazy enough, which I'm not, to do those kinds of things, I would never bring a child along. Right? Yeah, just right? wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, and how irresponsible for the company to take a child. They wanted the money so damn much. And from what I heard also, there was somebody else who early on said, nah, I'm not going to do this. Give me my deposit back. I'm, you know, I'm done. Uh, yeah. This is not a safe thing. I don't want to do it. No. It's, it's and he got his deposit back. But it seems that the company OceanGate was playing let's make a deal. And yes, some people paid a quarter of a million dollars. But then somebody spoke up and said they were offered it for 150000 just to mm. fill the seats. Yeah, this is slightly reminiscent, although fortunately with a good outcome, of the, the space launches where these billionaires are going up and spending, was it $20 million to go up in space, some number like that? Yeah, but the interesting thing of that, that is regulated. Right. There are all kinds of regulatory agencies oh, checking yeah. that crap out. There's yeah. no, re- and this is what they're talking about, that they're going to have to make regulatory agencies if people are going to do this stupid stuff. Uh, you and, know, it's... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's very interesting. And, and, and I wonder, you know, when Cameron, who has done this, he says, 31 times, what do you see there after this first or second time? I well, mean, the ship can... is so vast. Yeah, I guess. And you can't stay down there a whole long time. Right. Uh, yeah, the, that's the right. pressure, you just can't. So you see sections at a time. And I guess and, you go, yeah, I guess side by side. Yeah, it, it, take your time or whatever. Uh, But one of the things I I found the most interesting, and I got it in Sky News in England, Um, Dave Corley, a former U.S. nuclear submarine officer, was talking about uh, when a sub-hull collapses. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he ought to know, right? I mean, that's the guy. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. If we consider, like, did they have, like, three seconds of 
holy crap, we're doomed. Right. No, we were talking about that before we went on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't a matter of that at all. An implosion moves inward at about 1,500 miles an hour. That's technically 2,200 feet per second. Mm -hmm. So the time required for a complete collapse is about one millisecond or one one thousandth of a second. And the human brain responds to a stimulus at about 25 milliseconds. Yeah, they didn't know what happened. And the rational response from sensing to acting. In other words, you say, oops, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, yeah. It's believed to be at best 150 milliseconds. Yeah, so they they had no idea what happened to it. They had no idea what happened. It was just, that was it. Well, they said that the Titanic, where the Titanic is, there's 5,600 pounds per square inch of pressure. Yeah. which is several hundred times the pressure that we get on the surface. Right. Yeah, so right. that's so, a lot of so pressure. So the time I, mean, I gave was, you know, uh, somebody likened it in one of the talks, one of the naval people, mm-hmm. of having an elephant stand on your pinky. <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> It was analogy. an interesting analogy, um, mm-hmm. But I do have to recommend Twitter spaces for things like this. You know, like if, heaven forbid, whatever's going on in Russia, which we're not going to talk about. Right. If you want the straight line, you go to Twitter. They have Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably have people signing in and out from the battlefield. I mean, it's amazing yeah. that you can understand the news. And it's unfiltered, which... Makes a huge difference because I personally think all the news networks are entertainment networks at this point. Yeah, very difficult. They apparently the Coast Guard has located the nose cone and one end of the pressure hull, uh, which is a yep. large debris field. They they said that the environment around the Titanic is in quote incredibly complex. So I guess there's you know they're going to search just like they would in you know in an air crash. I know. I just want. I know this is so gruesome. I want pictures. Terrible. I want to see it. The, you know there were. So, I thought. What did I see that there were some? Yeah, they were some, faked. I. I, I was going to say, how it. could they possibly have that? Yeah, exactly. Believe me, they'd be on TV. They'd be everywhere. They they don't have them yet, or no, they, they have can't. them and they're not releasing it. And I don't even know how they would. Have, I mean, unless there was a camera on board. Of course or, there's a camera on board. That's, well, I mean, but then they'd have to locate the camera, you know, in the middle of this ocean. No, I'm talking about the camera on the search ship that found oh, the... Oh, the search ship. Oh, Yeah, they, okay. they took pictures. That's what I want to say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the camera, of course, wouldn't have survived from right. the... No, not expo- in the... Implosion. Uh, in the, well, well, you know, thoughts to the families of the poor people who died during this thing. So and, in other news, and let's get happy... Yeah, this okay, is, this let's is a great, get this, this is a dumb, dumbass story. I love it so it's much. It's great. I hope it's true. They say it's true. They say it's true. I saw Elon uh, challenge Zuck. Yeah. I'm and it, I saw it happening on Twitter, and I'm going, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. So I, you can kick it off. Well, it's a <laughs> Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg want to do a cage match. According to Dana White, who's the UFC, uh, you know, uh, ultimate fighter thing, where they're going to fight each other in a cage match. Uh, in an interview, White said that both men are seriously considering the fight after talking on the phone earlier in the week. 
Uh, they're dead serious, according to him. Yeah, they want to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you had a lot of these kinds of things through the years where well-known people get into the boxing ring, and, and I can't remember at the moment. There's some. Uh, there was a guy that was a big uh, internet guru, you know, YouTube something, and he went into the ring and fought somebody. So this isn't uncommon, but, you know, it's the old story. It sounds like the beginning of a joke. So two billionaires walk into a cage, you know, and that's what they're talking about doing. Let's see. Uh, Musk is 51. Zuckerberg is 39. Okay. Well, interesting. I'm, I'm going to reach back into my Twitter posts because uh, I did a post on a tale of the tape, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I mean, hey, when, when you're talking about fighting the tale yeah, of the yeah, tape, they do. The, the tale of the tape is a thing. Huh. So hold on. I'm about to get to that. Well, while you're looking at that, I'm going to put my money on Musk. Okay. Well, okay. He, tale of the tape. Okay. Zuck is 39. Yep. Musk is 51. Right. Uh, Zuck is five foot seven. <laughs> yeah. Elon is six one. Right. Uh, Zuckerberg's American, and Elon is South Africa. Okay. Uh, net worth: Zuckerberg a hundred point nine billion. Elon two hundred and forty five point nine billion. Okay. Now their disciplines: Zuckerberg studied Brazilian jiu jitsu. Yep. Jiu-jitsu. And he still does. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Elon did karate, taekwondo, and judo. Yeah, you know what? I, I have taken karate for a number of years in my life. And karate is as much of a uh, offensive discipline where you're into fighting as opposed to into protecting yourself. I don't know as much about jujitsu, but I think jujitsu is more flips and, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. go, you know, not so easy to flip someone that's that much larger than Well, you Elon commented online, it was funny, he says, I have a special move. Oh, I just lay it? on top of my opponent, kind of like a walrus, and not <laughs> let them move at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the UFC fighters, you know, a lot of them, they call it submission. You know, when they uh, drop the, the uh, their opponent to the ground, and the person gives up and submits and bangs his hand and said, I'm done. So, I don't know. i, I got to go with Musk on this. So, what uh, they're going to do is, if this really happens, yep. all right, it's going to be a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. The money will go for charity. Which is great. Uh, well, I mean, do any either of them need money? I mean, really? No, no. I mean, no, this no. is just a, no offense. I'm going to say something and nobody hate me for it, but... <laughs> It's a tech bro testosterone match. That's oh, what it is. It's so stupid. I mean, it would be fun. And I have to say, I would probably watch it. Uh, you know, these pay-per-view events typically are $60, $70 if you want to watch it. Um, the, well, but the, I don't think they're going to do it on TV. Remember who's in this fight. Um, I'll bet you they do a pay-per-view on Twitter and a pay-per-view on Facebook. Well, that could be. You know, they do do the uh, Conor McGregor, who is a UFC fighter, and Floyd Mayweather, who's the championship boxer. Uh, they did a pay-per-view event, and they grossed $600 million. Right. And you know, that cost uh, $100 to watch or Yeah, something. I can't remember how much it was at, at the time. I think, And I think I did watch it. Um, well, you see, I'm a fan of straight, regular boxing. I don't like all this hopping around and... And things that you question, 
is that legal? Is that legal? I love boxing. I really do. And I was, we won't talk about streaming, but why I was so disappointed by Creed 3. Yeah. But I love boxing. And I think that's a great sport. So I, there's just a bunch of people hopping around inside a, nah. a square, you know, some of the UFC each matches other. have been good. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan, but I watch them from time to time, and they're certainly entertaining. And UFC fighters are tough guys, they're tough women. You know, Ronda Rousey on the women's side, and uh, Chuck Liddell, who I actually had in studio many years ago, who was the championship. Uh, I think it was UFC was he was in, and these are tough, hard ass people. I don't so, feel the same way about Zuckerberg. And, it's going to be uh, fun. Musk. We're we're running low here on time. So, um, interesting. The FTC mm-hmm. accused Amazon of making it hard for com- consumers to cancel a Prime subscription by forcing them to go through a complex and confusing process, according to PC Mag. No, that can't be true. Well, I don't know. I'm such a sheeple when it comes to Amazon. Right. I don't even know when it renews. I, yeah, I, I don't either. I, you just get a bill. I don't even get a, a bill. It just charges. You. I don't even notice yeah, that. I'm the same way. Yeah. Because I use so many Amazon services. We were talking before the show of you You go to a whole paycheck and I go to Amazon Fresh. Right. Same merchandise, folks. Yeah. But Yeah, it's very interesting. But they do, I will say, I mean, I, I had a subscription... Uh, I wanted to do a Zoom subscription for a little while because I needed a longer period to be on Zoom, and they give you 40 minutes when you use Zoom. And it took me some trying to figure out how to cancel that subscription. Well, duh. (laughs) Well, that's the way, obviously, clearly that's the way they do it. Duh, this is nothing new. I really think the FTC could back up and start on some, ever try to get out of an AT&T phone thing. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, exactly. please. I mean, it's AT&T. I, I, I'm just not a fan of AT&T. What can no. I say? But uh, anyway, so they're going to get Amazon to address non-consensual enrollment. Well, mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, well. If you, if you ever have an issue with I mean, virtually anything, but if you have an issue trying to cancel, you know, Prime or whatever it is, just Google how do I cancel my Prime account? Exactly. You know, and you'll get a step-by-step. Somebody who has put up there a step-by-step. Okay, go here, go there, go here, and right. it's easy. Well, so the FTC says Amazon used deceptive design tricks on the website known as dark patterns to manipulate users into signing up for a subscription. Wow. Oh, please. Wow. Well, you know, like I said, this isn't the first. It's not going to be the last. Maybe they ought to not worry just about Amazon. But in better news for those of us who shop, hoping that Prime Day isn't going to be just a bunch of Amazon crap. Yeah, right. <laughs> Prime Day has been announced. It's July 11th. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Is there anything you want to buy? Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure I've literally ever bought anything on a Prime Day. I feel like one day I bought a hair dryer that I needed <laughs> on Prime Day. I did run across, you know, when, in looking for the buy of the weeks, to the, uh, buy of the week. One of the buy of weeks I was looking at was a TV, a four hundred dollar TV for a hundred bucks that you can buy on Amazon Prime. But yeah, you they're doing pre pre Prime Day stuff now. Well, you, well, no, you couldn't buy it yet. So when I went to look at it, you had to be invited mm. to purchase the item. 
which was why I didn't use it as a buy of the week, because you don't know whether you can get it or not. Uh, right. But they actually said you have to be invited, so you click on the button that says, please invite me, and then maybe you will and maybe you won't. And then you can buy the, you know, the TV. So, no, I don't. Uh, do you buy much on uh, Prime Day? Uh, not really, because they haven't had anything that I really wanted. Yeah. And uh, I don't, yeah. Um, no. They're fashions, which wholly disappoint me. They mm-hmm. have these special collections, and I get an email, new one dropped. Right. And I just look at the fabric and how they're made. I, say, mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't care if it's cheap. I don't want it. Yeah. But they may expand, and they have been expanding each year to have more and more sellers participate in Prime Day and making good bargains, and that's great. So just so you know, it starts at 12.01 a.m. Pacific, 3.01 a.m. ET on Tuesday, July 11th, and will run for 48 hours. Uh, Sometimes they have flash sales. Sometimes the sales stay on. But you have to be an Amazon Prime member. So if you're not, it's free to join for 30 days. Yeah, which is fine. So, you know, go join. And then you can always cancel if, you know, you do it within 30 days. Yep. Uh, after 30 days, it's 139 a year. And once, you know, on another show, we'll talk about all the benefits of Prime as we get closer yeah, to Prime Marsha Day. Yeah, and I both like Prime. We use it all the time. Uh, we use it for, you know, uh, a million different things, uh, you know, TV shows, whatever. Uh, you can get a student discount. Uh, you can also get a discount for an EBT or Medicaid recipient. So, you know, if you if you would like to be a member and not pay as much and you fit those categories you can get a discount doing it uh and you know so yeah like and I we'll said, give you some more coverage next week because because it's kind of cool yeah so you know it's just prime day it's a big day it's christmas in july there you go um, so, okay, so right to repair is something that we cover yeah. in the show and mark you found something about apple Yeah, you know it's interesting apple is now going to let you repair your iphone 14 your macbook pro and other things. So instead of just taking it to the uh, Genius Bar, they've launched, launched their self-service repair program in April last year, uh, considering the uh, concession to the right to repair movement, you know, and legislation that's trying to make people do that. Uh, but the program's still new, and you may have questions about, you know, fixing the machine yourself. You know, I wouldn't recommend it if you really don't know what you're doing. Some of them are easy. Some of the things are easy. But if you're really not familiar with taking apart, you know, in the old days, I'm sure Marsha did and I did, we'd build our own computers. You know, we'd take the cases off, we'd insert a graphics card, we'd insert a hard drive, we'd build a computer. Uh, not quite as complicated as that, obviously, but uh, you can go in and... No, this can... is, it's just a little more delicate. Yeah, oh, and yeah, way just more delicate. so you know, as a tip to anybody who's ever going to try it, get plastic guitar picks are an excellent tool for when you're doing this mm-hmm. because you're going to have to pry into small areas and a plastic guitar pick gets right into them and will That's help you open up stuff. Yeah. I haven't done this in a long time, obviously. And no, I've, I've replaced a battery in a tablet and all that. So, But I will tell you, the Genius Bar isn't as genius as they used to be. <laughs> uh, my husband went to the Genius Bar yesterday yeah. He has an intermittent recurring problem on his iPad Pro, the fancy one, the new one. Yeah, the worst kind of problem, intermittent. Oh, yeah. we, we've never seen that one before. Well, he took a picture of it. 
and this is the third time he's been in it. Wow. And still, their only answer is, well, before we can replace it, or blah, 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 mm-hmm. you have to wipe it completely and you're going to lose everything. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's always the answer. And that's bull. That's just yeah. bull. How many times, and we've been around in tech a long time, have they told us to do that? And it didn't do it. It didn't help. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's got a hardware issue. So, you know, it's fading. But in other news... Mark, I don't know if you remember, we used to go to CES, and I used to have a pocket full of batteries for my cell phone. Yeah, of course. And that's the way it used to be. Right. Real simple. You could carry batteries, and it was easy to pop open the back of your smartphone and just slip in a new one. Mm-hmm. And there were even phones where it had like a, a slot where you could push it in, pop out the old battery, push in the new one. It was great. You'd go to conferences and people would, uh, I remember people from Samsung used to carry around oh, bags sure. of batteries, batteries for people. Yeah, of it, it was, I loved it. Anyway, in the right to repair movement, the European Parla- Parliament voted overwhelmingly in favor of new rules for handling batteries of all sizes in the EU. Mm-hmm. Has to be implemented within three to five years of passage or as early as 2027. And the deal is, it is removability and replaceability of portable batteries. Uh, Smartphone, tablet, laptop. Of course, their lobbyists are in there already. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. But you see, the thing is, you can't fool us because we know it's been done. We know it can be done. And you've glued your batteries in there for a reason. Now, uh, there's an issue about wet conditions and opening your phone. Mm -hmm. I will grant you, yeah, once you open your phone, it won't be as waterproof. Sealed. Right. But how many times in your life or how many people do you know that have actually really dropped their phone into the toilet? (laughs) You know, I haven't dropped it into the toilet, but I think I told the story once on the air. I was sitting on uh, a chair next to me dropped the phone, and somehow, some way, it landed into a glass of water. I couldn't replicate that if I tried it a thousand times. Yeah. But it literally dropped into a glass but, of water. But, I mean, water. so basically that makes it a freak accident. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you shouldn't be using your phone in the bathtub anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, this was actually in the uh, watching TV room. Oh, so, and I'm looking at the Ars Technica story. If you scroll down, you can see guitar picks in a Pixel 7 oh, to pry That's it funny. open. So this can be, it's an unfounded safety claim about the wet conditions, baloney. Yep. Um, The policy engineer for iFixit said, yeah, they can actually seal it, so so could you. There's glue. There's all kinds of things. So it'll be nice to know that we can do this again. Bear in mind, if you're going to do a right-to-repair kind of thing on your own uh, Apple devices... You can do a, they will give you a rental kit for 40, loan you a rental kit for $49, but they might require you to put down a $1,300 deposit to return the uh, tools. You know, caring with a yeah. company, it just, it just. It is caring. Yeah. How many is. people are going to put down 1300 bucks to, you know, to replace a battery for $89 and go through the hassle of getting your deposit back and paying for it anyway? I don't know. I'm you know, not they really could sure. teach the geniuses how to do it. 
because you know, if the you genius know bar, him, I will it, tell you, is much like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you know, you, who's the man behind the curtain? They take but your it device. Used to be, it used to be trained people. Yeah, well, I remember we don't even know back who they are because the you don't see them repair it. They go behind a wall and they repair it back there. Right, right. So, yeah, so speaking of dinging on companies, mm-hmm. I want to applaud for a change, Microsoft. Uh, they actually did something that made me happy, and Yay. oh yeah, see the the crowd the also feels the same way, you know. Yeah, yeah thanks, it's, guys. <laughs> Yeah. They feel the same way. Yeah, uh, I got an update on my Windows 11, and mm-hmm. I lost my mind. Not not everybody who uses a laptop, you know, uses files and Word and Excel and has mm-hmm. to find files on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But I do. And the newest update, you couldn't find the folder options. You couldn't find the, you know, drives, you know, the... Uh, C drive and uh, you couldn't find it. Yeah, hard to find. No, it it took me actually a few minutes that I went into Word, opened a file in Word, then saw where it was and Mm -hmm. said, you know, open this folder. And I made it back to File Explorer. But there was no way to access File Explorer at all. If you went into the search bar and type file explorer did not bring it up nope that's interesting because it was like it didn't exist they didn't want people to do it well the search bar in windows is usually pretty good about finding things if you can't quite remember well it would probably find the file it would probably find pictures but i never remember what i name anything until i look at that's a problem yeah (laughs) unless you put jpeg or something like that but uh, usually it works pretty well if you're looking for something uh, and it will find it in the search bar. But in this case, you're saying it didn't, so that's well, not Well, TechRadar dis- described it as the change uh, brought in just over a week ago was removing what Microsoft felt were up- outdated options for folders that sit on mm-hmm. your desktop. And that included the setting to show drive letters and hide protected OS files, among a number of other options, nine of them in total. Uh, I lost my mind. It wasn't just head-scratching. I was livid. But anyway, it was so badly received. And, uh, yep, they they pulled it back, and they're sending out an update. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Mark, uh, you want to do your buy of the week, and then we'll do streaming. Uh, yes, we can absolutely do that. Uh, and w- as early I talked about the fact that I was looking for, you know, TV is the buy of the week because those are always fun to get and the prices are low. And Amazon Prime is coming, so, you know, you can keep that in the back of your head if you're looking for a uh, some kind of thing. But today we are searching the universe, the planets, the seven seas, and eBay for the buy of the week. eBay? eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Buy yeah. of the week. Yeah, not loading. Clicking it, not loading. <laughs> Drum roll, yeah. Da, da, da. Okay, so this is available on eBay. It's a TCL S-Class 50-inch TV. It's a 4K UHD, ultra-high definition, HDR, uh, high dynamic range, LED, lots of letters and numbers in this, uh, smart TV that comes with Google TV. It has what they call an edge-to-edge Full view metal bezel bezel uh, less de- bezel less design, so no de- bezel around it. 
It's got a motion rate of 240. Uh, again, HDR Pro. Google TV OS is built in with Chromecast. Comes with an auto gaming mode, Bluetooth audio, three HDMI inputs. The model number on this TV is 50S450G. Again, it's a TCL. It's gotten some uh, some actually really good reviews, and it normally sells for about three hundred and fifty dollars. You can get it for two hundred and seventy dollars, including free shipping, and that is available on eBay. So let me give you the. Uh, the number again, TCL S-Class, the model number 50S450G, available today, marked down to $270. And that is our buy of the week, and that's a good one if you're looking for a nice little TV. And our sound effects board is acting wacky, so I'm Uh-oh. not even going to do that. Oh, I mean the uh, audience is not applauding my buy of the week? Yeah, they are, but we can't hear them. Oh, you just can't hear it, okay. Okay, wanted to tell you I saw The Bear last night. Yeah, I keep a couple of episodes. told me last night about that again. That's interesting. How was it? Well, second season, we watched episode one and two. It's even better than the first one. Huh. So I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I heard good things about it. We finished Silo last night. How was that? <sighs> it's good. It's okay. very good. It keeps you thinking. But I made a new policy. No more dark sci-fi. Done. Really? We don't need it in this world that we're living with. And you start looking at all. What I'm doing now is I'm looking at the pictures where they promote the movies. And if the people are smiling, I'll be a lot more (laughs) interested in reading the description and possibly watching it. But I'm done with slashers. I'm done with, uh, uh, what's it called? You know, where the world's coming to an end. and Enough already. I'm just done. Okay. But it was it was good, and I'd probably watch season two if I can get enough enough doses of uh, happy stuff. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but Bear is supposed to be good. Uh, funny, just last night, our friends were we went out to dinner and they were talking. Have you seen Bear? And, nope. Did you see and season one? I seen the one? advertisement for it, but it just for some reason didn't appeal to me, and I haven't watched it. But I think I will now. Did you watch season one? Nothing, huh? No, I haven't watched anything. Well, watch it from season one, obviously. Oh, yeah, I would definitely So you have the list. We go to realgood.com. They have an app, and we get the top ten every week. So yep. for the week of June, ending June 15th, or week of June 15th, yep. uh, what do you got? Well, still uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's number one. You can get that on uh, Fubo. I guess it's Fubo. I've never used that. And Fubo. FX. We use Fubo. it. Yep. Uh, Extraction 2, which is on Netflix, which is Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth. Very entertaining. Uh, not your kind of movie, Marsha. I mean, every 30 seconds, somebody's getting killed in that movie. <sighs> but very entertaining. Kurt would probably like it. Um, Avatar, The Way of the Water. Could not watch that movie. I just <laughs> could not get through it. Uh, that's available on Disney Plus and Max. Flaming Hot, which is this alleged story. Of the Cheetos. guy that inv- invented the uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. Did you see it? I have not seen it, no. Okay, I no. might watch that because I can't imagine that's uh, the yeah, end I of mean, the world. Che- <laughs> you know, Cheetos said, mm, not so true that he invented it, but he was around when they did it. So, uh, By the Ren- way, I have to tell you that I saw there's a new show on Beanie Babies that's oh, yeah. going to premiere on yeah. Apple TV. Movie. I watched the trailer. Oh, my Lord, it looked dreadful. I yeah, don't know did, who the it? lead actor is, but he looked like a cartoon of he acted like a cartoon of a human being. Yeah, it was nothing that I could put up with for more than ten minutes. I don't no. know about you, but the trailer 
was so off-putting yeah, it looked that I'm bad. not going to watch like, it. You're right. The, the lead actor looked uh, was not Ugh. a good uh, scene. Uh, you also got Renfield, which I only watched 20, 25 minutes of, and uh, Christopher, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, I'm just blank on his name all of a sudden. The, uh, well, it'll come to me anyway. That's it's, it's a kind of a funny Dracula movie, which I didn't find so funny. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves on Paramount Plus. Very good. Very entertaining. The original Extraction, Extraction 1. You got Air, which we've talked about on the show a number of Love times. That. About, yeah, Love great that. Movie. Good, good movie. Creed 3, you and I both went, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it reality, was not which I don't, as good don't know as any is. of the previous ones. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the those top, are the movies of the week. And uh, Mark, feel free to jump in because number one is Black Mirror. Is I'd this sort of another apocalyptic <laughs> Yeah, I watched a few episodes. It didn't catch me, and I didn't go back to it. That's on Netflix, but it is number one. Number two is called From on MGM+, and I have, I have no idea. That. How I'll is give it? You, actually, give you a real quick tip. It's a horror series. It was entertaining. <laughs> when I watched the first season on, I think it was um, Amazon Prime or wherever it was, and then I got to the second season, it said, oh, now you can subscribe to MGM Plus yeah. <laughs> to get it. Well, I did for a seven-day free trial, watched the thing, and canceled my MGM Plus because I didn't need another subscription Number service. three is Silo. We talked about that on yep. Apple TV. Number four is The Crowded Room. Now, these are TV shows, so they're serialized. Right. Don't the know Crowded Room uh, on Apple TV. I've seen it, but I don't know what it's about. Based on a True Story is number five on Peacock. Six is Outlander on Netflix. Okay. Seven, Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus. I mm-hmm. might watch that. Now, Jury Duty is on Freevee. We've yep. talked about that before. And I saw the guy who was the innocent room. Yeah, the blind uh, Who was, uh, I was out to dinner with a bunch of people. And one of the people that I was out to dinner with were in the movie. And they talk, he talked about how badly he felt when they were making this film. Oh, he was actually in it, huh? Well, yeah, no. And he wasn't the rube. Okay. Yeah, he, right. The thing is, there's one person on the jury who doesn't know it's a movie. So he's taking yeah, it all seriously. And and he's this friend was, he felt really bad. He mm-hmm. felt really bad for the guy. You know, it was like, oh, geez, I wish I could tell him. Oh, yeah, right. Is, yeah, so that was uncomfortable but behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But it's number eight, and people seem to like it. And just so you know, don't feel sorry for the guy because I saw him and he has a Hollywood uh, beard shadow, fancy sunglasses and a real Hollywood hairdo. And he has an agent now and he's going for the big time. Okay. Number nine is The Idol on Max. I have no idea. Do not know that one. Uh, Ten, The Walking Dead, Dead City on AMC. I can't believe that show is still on the air. Is that the one with the... Uh, no, I don't know what it is, but well, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, Walking Dead, it's about the zombies. It's been yeah. on the air for like 15 yeah. years. People love zombies. Yeah. Anyway, I so. like happy. I like happy. Well, they're happy I, zombies. Sometimes they're happy zombies I like, they eat I like Ted Lasso and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. So, Mark, uh, you, us, you'll huh? be gone next week, right? Uh, all right. Well, I will be gone next week, so you'll have Marsha, and then we'll see you soon. And uh, have a great weekend. Take care. This is great. So we'll see you next week. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen signing off for today. Uh, Next week we'll have some great tech stuff for you. Please come back. Like, subscribe. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.